0: Hello, welcome to Take Two of the usually serviceable, hopelessly miscast podcast from your friends at Germantown Community Theater, or GCT for short. I'm Paul. I just kind of hang out here. Uh, Brian tells me I'm on the board, so I show up for meetings and such. I'm like the Milton of the theater. Um, We have our regular panelists, which is Brian Everson, Executive Director, and we have Christina Hernandez. Hello. She's the... Education Director, is that what we call you?
1: Trainer of the Army of Children Actors. Of
0: the future of America. Yes. The children are our future, They are the world. (laughs) She's a regular human Education Director, as is Brian as a regular human Executive Director. He's an ED, for short. Um, So, anyway, we just thought we'd throw this together... And, as usual, when we do something like this, we don't always prepare in full. We like to go off the cuff. So you could hear some things that are like, oh, well, that doesn't sound like they really thought that through. Typically with me, that's how life goes anyway. So uh, if you like this podcast, please give us a like wherever we have this up. Or, you know, let us know by sending Brian a poorly worded, hopelessly miscast email telling him your podcast stinks or I love it and, or Christine is the voice of reason with you two clowns that's probably more of what we'll get which she's nodding vigorously or, or making obscene gestures at us or something. So anyway what we'll do each week typically is we will start with we'll take a classic show that one of them select it can be a musical, a play something like it's typically going to be like that because we're theater. Um, and we'll just kind of go through some categories and discuss it and give our opinions, which nobody asked for, but we're going to give it anyway. And then we'll go through a handful of other topics, um, some some regular ones and then a few that just kind of we discuss or come up that we see online and say, hey, let's talk about that for anybody who's listening, all four of you. And then we'll have kind of a closing rant section where they can talk about whatever they want. It doesn't even have to be theater-related. Brian may talk about Roadhouse again. Uh, He loves to talk about that movie. Um, Christina may talk about wine boxes Mm -hmm. and how those infect your life and turn you into a different person. Um, Or Count Chocula. Anything that pops in our transom. So, anyway, so let's get started. Brian got first pick of the shows that we're going to talk about, and Brian chose, which I was sort of like, why? uh, Chose The King and I. So... Uh, What I'll do is kind of give an overview for any of you that might have never seen it. Um, Blessings to you. You have those three hours of your life that you'll not have to get back somewhere. Um, It won a Tony Award for Best Musical in 1952, Uh, somehow. It's based on Margaret Landon's 1944 novel, Anna and the King of Siam. Um, So basically the one paragraph synopsis courtesy of stageagent.com rogers and hammerstein's the king and i is a moving radiant story of east meets west it is the early 1860s when newly widowed anna can't say her last name and her son is it lewis or louis
2: it really doesn't matter
0: okay i'm gonna say louis set sail from their native england for bangkok siam now thailand Anna, still grieving, has set her sights on a new adventure and taken a position as the schoolteacher for the royal offspring of the king of Siam. The king is determined to usher Siam into the modern world, and he thinks western education can be a part of that. Yet Anna is horrified, at first, by many of the traditions that he holds dear anna and the king struggle to find common ground the king is largely considered to be a barbarian by rulers of the west and he takes anna on as an advisor asking her to help change his image if not his actual practice with both keeping a firm grip on their respective traditions and values anna and the king teach each other about understanding respect and love that can transcend the greatest of differences i'm filled with saccharin right now i'm about to vomit Uh, Beneath the fraught, fiercely opinionated, conflict-ridden surface of Anna and the King's relationship lies one of the most unique love stories in the musical theater canon. That's a mouthful. I cringed through that whole description. (laughs) Yeah, me too. So, anyway, so what? What's you guys' overall impressions of that show?
2: So my my the first time I was exposed to The King and I, I was a uh, eighth grader in high school, and uh, my sister was in The King and I, and she played a dog. Um, and big that, role for her. it was is that, that on her career role. CV. I would think so. But the funny thing is, I went to the show. It was the first time I'd seen a high school show, and um, after that, you know, I just loved the theater, and I wanted to do it ever since. So. Technically, you all can blame the King and I for me being involved in theater at all. If it wasn't for the King and I, I would not be sitting in this chair today. But that does not mean the show itself is what I would consider a, a good production.
0: So does that mean I can bill your sister for my admission to Dracula?
2: Uh, you should ab-
0: absolutely do that. <laughs> oh Someone
1: needs money back from that. <laughs>
0: oh no. Yeah. What, what do you think?
1: I... I'm I'm gonna hot take and say I actually really love the King and I.
0: Uh, that's that's not a hot while take. Also
1: that's... acknowledging that it is problematic as hell, like yeah. like all golden age theater. What do we do with it? I don't know.
0: That's a great question. I mean, especially with the events of you know, we'll say this year, but I mean even the last you know, since the sixties. There's a lot of themes that, you know, came out of that since, again, the book was in the 40s and then the show was produced the first time in the early 50s. when we know that was a very different time with gender politics, race politics, all kinds of politics. So, yeah, it's there are there are some tough, tough things in it. Tough watch. I mean, I'll share a personal story of one of the times I've had to see The King and I was uh, at a theater in North Mississippi. And a good friend of the podcast, Jason Eschholfen, was in it. And I, you know, always found it humorous. Which, you know, he he's the nicest guy you'll ever meet in the world. I'll also say, he's beyond the level of rising star. That's my editorial comment. He's been a rising star like five years ago. He's he risen. is an established star
1: he now. He's risen indeed.
0: Yes, he is way above rising. He's like way up in the multiverse. So, anyway... That, that was another aside to an aside. So seeing him as a then-late-twenties guy playing one of the key characters and having to have a love affair with what in reality was a 17-year-old actress, do I give him hell about that? Perhaps. Just because I find it funny. That's my comment about that show. Totally inappropriate, but PG-13 rated, would you say, Brian?
2: I, I think that's what we're aiming for, is PG-13
0: uh, so, I mean,
2: just the show itself. You, you said you, you you enjoyed it, Christina. Mm-hmm. You like the show. Um, what particular aspects is it—the music of the show, or what? What do you particularly like about it?
1: Because I'm a sucker for any Rodgers and Hammerstein that has like a soprano singing teacher. Ah, I can't help it.
2: <laughs> What's your favorite? Is it? I would assume is. Well, I hate to assume because you know what it does. But uh, getting to know you—is that your favorite number out of the I think,
1: show? Mm-hmm. Maybe. I don't know. It's hard to pick. There's a lot of bangers in this show. You Hello Young of Lovers as, is beautiful.
2: You used one as an audition piece in the past?
1: Mm, I don't know if I have something from this in my book.
3: Mm. My book
1: is actually sitting right there. I could look. Um, but yeah, I like Hello Young Lovers. Um, Shall We Dance is a bop. Um, Whistle a Happy Tune is a bop. I mean, you just can't go wrong. All of her songs are so good. Something Wonderful is so good, too, but I have so many Lady Tiang, just angst problems with that role. <laughs> so.
0: <laughs> Understandably. So, well, then who who and you guys... I'll start with you, Christina. Who, who do you think is the best or your favorite character in the show? Are you going to take the easy way and say Anna?
1: I, here's the problem. That's okay no. if you say it. I mean... I find that character to have the nicest arc of the show, but also runs into the white savior problem I have with this, with this entire show. So it's but yes, I do I do love an Anna.
3: Okay.
0: What about you, Brian? Um
2: I would have to say that uh, there is no good character in the show. But this was your, you picked this show. That's not
1: (laughs) unfair. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) we didn't say good character.
2: Everyone in the the show is terrible.
1: You're all terrible.
2: Um, The best character, let's just say because um, I feel sorry for her, is uh, uh, Tup Tim.
1: Oh, yeah, that's fair, too.
0: Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Who's and, the worst character?
2: So and do you know who Tup is, uh, Paul?
0: I forgot. Okay. No. So she's this, the slave girl who is
2: destined to be one of- Oh, yes. Now I uh,
0: remember.
2: One of the wives because he's a polygamist yes. of, of the king.
0: She like runs away with the guy or she's going to run away with the guy. Is that that person? Yeah. Oh, she's bye. also
2: an, a very- oof, uh, interesting choice is writing a play based off of Uncle Tom's cabin
3: mm-hmm.
0: yeah I was uh, waiting to see where you went with that oof. Uh,
2: yeah so there's a there's a lot of depth there I guess um, yeah
0: that's that's all
2: what I want to say about that show? <laughs> <laughs> well Ow. on
1: that
0: note let's say who's the worst character in the show there's a lot to choose from
1: everyone I mean
0: uh, they're all anti
2: to me clearly the king is the worst <laughs> I mean yeah um, I, I would agree with that. The, yeah. I mean, he is absolutely the worst character in the show because he is written like a savage when he should not be. Yeah. This, the, the culture they're representing has been along has been around a lot longer than European culture. And for them to treat this character as barely, uh, you know, a, a human is, is ridiculous. Yeah. It's um, extremely
1: important to like point out that it's not that he's the worst. How he is written is the worst. We're the worst.
0: Yes, interesting diagnosis. <laughs> I'll say in the etc. joke is they they milk that one way too long yeah. in that show. Like a lot of things in that show. I mean, I, I I love musicals. I think every musical could be shortened by at least fifteen to twenty minutes. Um, and that one you could shave an hour and twenty minutes. I would say I would say across.
2: first date is the perfect length. It's 90 minutes. You're in and out.
0: That's true. Yeah. So I don't remember all of that. I only saw that at a midnight showing. Yeah. So I, I do remember one of the actors making an obscene gesture at me for making too much noise.
2: Well, you mm-hmm. probably deserved it.
0: I know I did. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. but, you know, brings people together, theater, right?
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: So yeah, then what's your favorite, favorite part. part of the show? Or do you have a favorite part? My
2: favorite part is when it's
0: over. Oh, I I can totally relate to that. How about you, Christine?
1: I I like all the songs with the kids because they're sweet and and fun.
0: Tugs at your yeah. education and heartstrings.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't care. I I'm a sap. I like it.
0: Okay, yeah. well, that's that's cool. What about the worst part of the show?
2: Um, two things. Two Low-hanging two worst parts. Here. One when the overture starts and the play is about to start. Uh, <laughs> the other thing is that the the person most famous for uh, playing the king is yul brenner right yes yul brenner is clearly
0: um, not of that descent he
2: is russian as a matter of fact so he is very 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 white and this man is now forever associated a white person is forever associated with being the king of siam and siam is now thailand but um which is horribly, horribly wrong. Uh, and it's great that in recent years that Broadway has decided, hey, we should cast Asian people as the king. But you know how how long? I I think I read a statement or a fact that like uh, Yul Brenner played the role like more than ten thousand times he, in film and uh, on violent. stage.
0: So I get so bored with playing a part ten thousand times.
2: I mean, how it took us. That long to figure out that we should let an Asian person play an Asian role.
0: Well, remember as Paul Mooney says, Tom Cruise, he's the last samurai. That's yeah, a so. great point. Great point. Yeah. Anyway. Well, and then
2: Matt Damon went and saved the uh, the yeah. Chinese on the Great Wall. The Great wall. wall.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, as he said, first we have the Mexican with Brad Pitt. <laughs> so I can't repeat the other joke that he makes, which is funny, but you know he can say it, I can't. So, what do you think is the worst part of the show? Of the the worst of the worst, (laughs) you have a lot of pickings here to grab from.
1: I kind of hate the way it ends. if We're (laughs) being honest.
0: I get that. Yeah. So there's that.
2: It just ends. It's kind of
1: rough. It ends real rough. Are we allowed to spoil? I mean this this is like a fifth, like sixty year old musical. I'm sure we can spoil it. We can spoil the end.
2: Yes. Yeah. I I feel safe.
1: Yo, how are you gonna just? Kill the king and wrap it up yep. with a little to no denouement.
0: <laughs> well when you're at the three hour mark you gotta you they're gotta like, wrap right, it up somehow. We're out of time. Kill this guy. It's right. like okay, a nuke just fell on the kingdom of Siam and it's they're pretty, all dead now. It's
1: pretty wild choice. I don't I don't know.
0: Yeah. I agree. So uh we'll skip casting corner because we we've, we've said we've said all you know at least what there is to say about the king with Yul brenner playing that
2: um, yeah and I, look i mean there there are theaters in town that have done this show uh, i don't think we have done this show but i know from our standpoint we will never do this show because there's no way we could cast it appropriately so uh as, I, there's Rodgers and hammerstein shows i like i i do enjoy yeah. oklahoma uh, personally, I like Man. South Pacific, and even though there are some problematic stuff, I still find that show somewhat challenging love, even today.
1: I love South Pacific.
2: Man. But uh, yeah, to, to attempt to do this show without a stable of Asian uh, artists is—I yeah, don't think—that that should be perhaps unforgivable are you say that? Uh, or disrespectful. But, Maybe disrespectful, but <laughs> maybe both. Maybe I think unforgivable both. and disrespectful. But what uh, you're known for? Yeah, you, that is that. I'm that's going to be on my headstone. That <laughs> I've and, already uh, made it up for you. Hopelessly <laughs> miscast and death. disrespectful <laughs> and the unforgivable. That's your
1: obituary, too. Yeah, yes.
2: absolutely. Unforgiven
0: and disrespectful. <laughs> so, um, I'll read maybe. that in your eulogy.
2: I, I I hope we don't see this show in our area for a while until we can cast it correctly but uh, I I would agree uh, I suspect we 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 might see it sooner than we should but yeah
0: I mean it's obviously I I have disdain for the show it's not the worst show I've ever seen but it is what I would call one of those retreads some theater will haul it out there as a and I mean hey we've done it too we've hauled out some retreads absolutely shows where it's like okay we need to fill a slot this will get the butts in the seats. Let's do it.
2: Oh, you can so. you can just look at our history of shows that we've done and there are some shows
0: we should not have. There are done. shows we've been in that are Yeah, 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 absolutely. So, anyway, uh so in the end, I, know, I hesitate to look at Christina for this question. Who wins the show? <laughs> <laughs> Certainly not social justice.
1: <laughs> Who indeed? <laughs> Do
0: Rogers and Hammerstein win the show? I mean, uh, whoever owns
2: the rights up. to their estate.
0: Does Yule Brenner win the show? Uh, MTI. MTI. MTI wins, wins, the, show. wins the show. Good, Good job, job, MTI.
1: Congratulations. So...
0: Okay, so that was the king and I. And now we'll move on to. We'll have some, like I said, some rotating topics and some that come up you know, each week. So the first topic I'll throw out for discussion with our panelists is you guys have been in a lot of shows each. I've been in a few shows, not near as many as you guys have. But let's, uh, let's say we all have been in enough that we've dealt with a lot of different types of artists, shall we call them. Um, lots of people who are really great people. I don't want to sound like our current president, but I'll say some great people, some tremendous people, uh, and then there's some who are not so tremendous. Um, who they may be, then you may actually do a show with some great, a great person, but they have some annoying personal traits or professional traits. We'll call it professional, even though you're not usually making money at this in community theater. So, what would you guys say in your minds are the most annoying traits? in fellow actors, actresses that you've ever experienced. I personally. just
1: I just want you to take a note and not speak during it. Like oh, while the director's goodness. giving yes. a note, I mean all I want in this life and I'll ask for nothing more is for actors to just nod yes, say thank you and, thank you, and note. take a note. That's all.
2: Don't don't argue about the note. Don't yeah. explain why they did it that Don't way. Don't give that
1: night. a note in return. Yeah, just just take it. When you
0: direct the kids shows, do you have a bigger problem with that? You think than adults? No. Or do kids always? Adults take are the worse. Notes? I would believe that. That's what I would think.
1: Adults are worse. My kids, nine times out of ten, just go okay, thank you, or yes, ma'am.
0: Do they incorporate the notes better than adults? Mm. or do you have to remind them over Mm. and over it depends because we know there's plenty of adults that need to hear the note
1: it depends it depends on what kind of note it is if it's like hey can you stand over there they're usually fine but you know like middle schoolers in particular are like really weird about not wanting to look stupid so if i like give like bigger more that note usually happens at least like or if you say say, i gave you that note
0: yesterday now i'll give it again yeah and they're like oh oh no she got on to me again just
1: even more but yeah, no, they're great. They don't do that. That's an adult trait.
0: Brian, what about you? What's an annoying trait?
2: Uh, I'm I'm gonna con- tattle on myself um, because <laughs> I've been done t- I've been told I've done this. I, it's not something that anyone does purposely, but apparently, occasionally in scenes, uh, if if someone is particularly once we get the show up and is on stage, I will silently start to mouth the lines to as the person saying them. <laughs> and I have no recollection of ever doing this, but I've been accused of this many a time, so I assume it's true. <laughs> I never experienced it. sounds like it. a tick or something. I never <laughs> experienced it until the uh, last couple <laughs> years. I was like, oh, man, this is really bad. I sh- I need to make a really conscious effort, effort to not do this I've anymore. I've never seen
1: a human do that.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah I, I'm yeah. trying. <laughs> it's... <laughs> Through a lot of alcohol and a couple of years, I'm trying to flash back in my mind to when we did arsenic and old lace together. <laughs> Just remember if you ever were mouthing my lines back at me. You know, by that point, I don't you know, remember it had
2: been pointed out to me multiple times. Um, so I have been trying really hard, you know, the last five years in particular to not do that. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, apparently that's and it is it is absolutely completely annoying
0: for that to, to occur
2: isn't so. there a joke right. about
1: that in the producers
0: so yeah I mean sorry there we had to take a little stop um, but yeah so Brian mouthing lines of other actors but he's apparently cut that out um, yeah I, I was going to say I, I don't remember seeing you do that in Arsenic so that's good I mean I remember myself not like tying you up when I was supposed to <laughs> in a show yes Um, and
2: and mr roan got quite upset with you
0: yeah he did and rightfully so you know but you know rest in peace john love you um so what's what's some other annoying traits i mean i'll say one that i know i have is that you know when because i i have i admitted to you guys the other day there's been a couple of times not because i the director might have thought i wasn't taking a And I get that. It's more of like I took a note and I was really confused thinking I don't remember what you're talking about or something like that. But what I what really steams me is when other actors give you notes.
1: I cannot. Especially
0: in real time. Mm. It's the I mean, because when you're sitting after a rehearsal, for those of you who've not done a show you typically, after a rehearsal, especially when you get into on the stage rehearsals, you're all back in the house. You're sitting there, and the director is giving you notes, or the music director is giving you notes, and you're everybody's hearing it. It's not personalized. Um, so when you hear another note, when you hear a note, you're essentially being told this note in front of everybody. So when another actor would give me notes in a re- in a like after a rehearsal I just kind of brush it off like thanks whatever uh but when you're on the stage and like the director says hold we're gonna stop for a second and then and I've had another actor turn to me immediately after hearing hold and go you know you were standing in the wrong place there you need to turn and do this instead and I just want to haul off and slap them
3: <laughs>
1: that's something like, okay. my kids actually do a lot though that, really yeah kids my kids like to give each other notes
0: do you yeah. chastise them yes. for that
1: Yeah,
0: and are they contrite about it, or are they like whatever? I'm gonna keep giving notes. No,
1: they're they're gonna leave eighth grade knowing how to behave themselves.
0: (laughs) Then go to high school and it all gets ruined. Yeah, probably, but you
1: know, not not on my watch, buddy.
3: Exactly.
0: (laughs) So, what's some other annoying traits you guys have noticed? One more from each of you.
2: Um, I would say that the. I hate waiting for people that are late. Mm. Oof. Me too. Yeah, Be punctual.
1: Just in life.
2: Yeah. Yeah. very true. In life in general. But particularly, I don't want to... We're going to be here forever anyway. I don't want to wait 10 minutes for you to show up to a rehearsal. Mm-mm. Please show up. And I will say, you know, when, when I look through directors and stuff in town, I mean, valuing your other artist's town is probably... Maybe it shouldn't be, but it's the number one thing that I look for in a director. Oh,
1: yeah, I don't want my time wasted. Agreed.
2: So I mean, don't waste any, you know, and and as an actor, I mean, you're wasting everyone's time. So just leave 10 minutes earlier, you know?
0: Right. Well, that's like I say with, with, you know, a job. That's the thing. That's one of the few things that you as a worker, and in this case an actor, or even a production crew member or something like that, you have almost complete control over that. You have the control. You have 99% control. I say. I mean, everybody occasionally, one percent of the time, has a flat tire, witnesses a wreck, gets caught by every traffic light on the way. But even then, in that case, in a lot of those cases, you could say, okay, that happened to me in this show five years ago. I'm not going to let that happen again. I'm going to leave. 10 minutes earlier, like you say. There's the random thing that could occur, uh, but you almost you have almost complete control of that. Once you're at rehearsal, you don't have control over what the director's going to do, and some directors are very strict about how they stick to their own schedule, which is great, and some are not. And you might be there for a three-hour rehearsal, and two hours and 40 minutes in, you realize, we haven't even gotten to my part yet. So I don't think we're going to. That kind of steams me, but... Yeah.
1: Not into that.
0: Anyway, you got another one to throw out there.
1: Um, I don't like when people change things in the middle of the run of a show. Like I, I really don't like fun like ad libby games in the middle of shows. Talk about I other like actors do, or yeah, directors yeah, yeah. or both. I'm sorry, yes, other actors. I don't enjoy when people kind of take the show that we rehearsed for six weeks off the rails.
0: Right. right. <laughs> I'm not fun. Right. It's. I well. I agree. And I. I mean. I know directors are typically sensitive to that as well. Yeah, it's
1: literally your job to do the same show. Right. Not take away the work that.
0: Well, especially during a show run. I mean, because we've all done shows where I mean, you know, a show would run anywhere. Typically, in a community theater setting, two to four weekends. Yeah. And the four weekend shows can get rough. I mean, because by the fourth weekend, you're worn out. Um, so, And I, I, we've all had directors come in the green room or whatever you want to call it, the dressing rooms, anything, and give the speech, hey, don't change anything. I know you guys are tired or I know you've done this show already basically a hundred times. Don't change things up just to keep it fresh for yourself give these people the same experience that the opening crowd got Mm -hmm. blah 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 i totally respect that i think most people do but yeah when i like you guys i've had other actors who have the last weekend have said we're going to switch something up and they don't you know it's even if they tell you they're going to do it
2: well and i think the perfect example of it would be uh you were in um
0: oh what what
2: what crap what's the name of it uh, um, 1776 yes what was your runtime
0: opening night oh probably i would say just under three hours we we're like 255 three something like In that
2: what was your runtime the closing performance
0: oh at least three twenty, twenty five. 25 mm-hmm. yeah i mean and it's the the changes there typically were not lines or blocking maneuvering it was milking what you're doing Mm -mm. it's that fall down or that step this way that I had that took five seconds now I'm going to make it take all the way up to 30 yeah and those add up as a director will always say during a rehearsal and it's you know when you have something like that and you're an actor and you're on stage it's obviously you're not going to break character and be like hey Speed Speed it up. up, Let's let's go. You know, but you just don't bargain for that. Yeah. So, anyway. Okay. No, it's, yeah. (laughs) Hey, everybody's got their peeves. Some of them are personal to you, and some of them are just, I think, almost universal amongst actors and directors and music directors and everything. So, next topic. What's a show in your mind... That should have never been written. And you can't say The King and I.
3: Because
0: <laughs> we already talked about it. Boo. And Brian picked it. Boo. So, Boo. so next week you can pick something that's more appropriate. Okay, cool. <laughs> but what's a show? It could be a musical or a play. What's something that should have never been written? I know you've got something in your mind.
1: Oh, me? I yeah, go ahead. I'm it's throwing a... it to you first. Oh. Can we... Are you not prepared? Can we talk about... Are you not prepared? Oh, my God. Well, that, okay. Do you, hmm. Should we start with Andrew Lloyd Webber and work out from there? Should we? Well, pick sure, yeah. one of his shows well, then. Well, right, right, right. You Not
2: know, his
0: whole catalog.
1: That's, okay. I think that's like a
2: week's worth of material right
3: there. Right, right,
1: right. I think the one that, that shouldn't have been written the most, even though it's not my least favorite, I think we have to start with Starlight Express, right?
3: <laughs>
0: Oof. That is a rough watch.
1: Why? How, my
0: sister, how? I remember my older sister went to Switzerland and England as a high school present from my dad and stepmom. She saw that show in London at age 16, and I remember saying, oh, it must have been exciting to see a show in London. She's like, yeah, London was great. The show sucked. <laughs> I, and it's at that head point, head. I was not into theater, and I so that of course jaded me to that show. But I have since tried. I've since, since tried to like watch YouTube clips, and I'm like, "What is the point it's of this show?"
1: Fascinating how bad it is.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's the Plan Nine from Outer Space of the Lloyd Webber catalog. Yeah. So
1: I'd still rather watch it over Joseph, just because I think Joseph is the worst. Uh, ooh.
0: But, yeah, there's I'm, but one. it
1: is beloved, and I will acknowledge. I know that people really enjoy that show. Well, let's put
0: it this way, though. I would I,
1: gladly axe it from existence. So, which it. one
0: would you rather be forced to watch if you're like in a Clockwork Orange and your eyeballs are Starlight. held open? So, how many boxes of wine would it take for you to get through the whole thing? Two
1: and a half. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's two and a half on the box meter. <laughs> it's like how many? How many times? Boxes. You might be passed yeah. out by then, that's but you plan, got through baby.
2: it. So we just have to watch it once, once a piece, or is it just on a loop?
0: Uh, I'm gonna say
2: once. Well, how long is Starlight? Because Joseph is like 90 minutes.
1: Yeah, that's true. So
2: the experience would be over faster. I don't remember how long Starlight is. Yeah,
1: but then too you gotta lazy remember to look that, look that Mega Mix though when yeah, you're
0: doing mega Joseph. Mega. Oh. <laughs> 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 the Mega Mix. Yeah. Got to, got to remember that. What about you, Brian? What's a show that should have never been written?
2: Uh, I'm gonna stay in the Lloyd Webber catalog and go with "Love Never Dies."
1: Oh, yeah. okay.
0: Although my ten-year-old actually loves that show.
1: There's some sweet songs in that show. Uh,
2: it's the whole concept of. It's bad, spoiler alert! <laughs> if you haven't seen it, and you want to see it. Um, apparently, the Phantom raped Christine and had a baby with Christine. Uh, That Christina's passed off as Raoul's And that whole thing is Very problematic to me Well, and it's Coney Uh, Island Are you insinuating
1: that Andrew Lloyd Webber Would write a really weird Inappropriate romance Into one of his musicals Where someone is extremely predatory
0: You mean like Uh, the first phantom? Inappropriate Inappropriate's his unofficial middle name Andrew Inappropriate Webber are you, are you talking about Andrew and Sarah's?
2: Yeah. Okay. Relationship. I don't know Sick I don't know the details metaphors. of that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. I'll you, drop another another analogy. The Roman Polanski of oh, geez, modern gosh. theater. Mm.
1: Did you guys hear um the story about his cat erasing the entirety of Love Never Dies from like saved on his um Keyboard uh, the cat's my hero. Deep, deep, deep into writing it.
0: Mm. <laughs> and then he had to rewrite it guess, from memory?
1: I guess. Oh, I'm not sure no. if that's urban legend or not. So, well, know. the okay.
0: cat possessed a human brain and said, no, no, not this one, buddy. You've gone really deep, and You've some others <laughs> don't <hard>. go there. <laughs> yeah, so, okay. Let's, that's. Those are both good candidates. So... Here's another topic for you. So, uh, and,
3: it, and beyond uh, beyond
2: that, going back to it, beyond just the relationship, there's legit one decent song in the whole show, which is "Love Never Dies." That song is brilliant. It's
0: the title track. Huh?
2: Uh, it is. Oh, it is stunning. Uh, it felt like he had like one really good song. He's like, I need to build a show around this song. What will make people come see it? Oh, let's make it a sequel to Phantom. Uh, so people will come hear this one song in the show and that's like the only thing in the show that in my mind is worth anything the rest of the story is just bonkers
0: crazy you're not wrong let's see cause I mean my 10 my year old Roland he loved Phantom when he was a kid because he loved the music and I loved the music in Phantom for the most part there's yeah. a couple songs I could definitely do without um and so when Love Never Dies came out, it's I think we watched it on BroadwayHD.com or something, and he's like, oh, I, I love that show. I was like, really? I was playing Candy Crush within 10 minutes. <laughs> I, I mean, so kind of like when he wants to watch, you know, NXT instead of AEW or something like that. Mm. There's a deep drop. Christina knows what I'm talking Those about. Most are, of you won't.
1: Very good analogy.
0: Yeah, so it's... <laughs> Hits deep. <laughs> we're, we're here, so here's another topic. And you know, this this is we, we, I feel like I I told these guys you know let's not all let's not focus completely on the negative as much of a negative person as I can be. Uh, so, who's a community theater person who you've worked with or you've been around who's just a joy to to be around or work with?
1: I'm worried we're gonna pick the same person.
0: Uh oh. well Who wants to go first? You go first. Then? Go ahead.
1: I will never, ever say no to working with Eileen Quo. Never not once. Mm.
0: Never. Love that lady. And she immediately accepted my invite for fantasy football this week. Aww. So that's, right. that's awesome, She's too. a
1: true angel.
0: I had to talk somebody else into it. But Eileen and her lovely husband. Said, Nathan. Yep.
2: Not, we're not, on. Not Nate. not Nate. It's Nathan.
0: Nathan, aka Eileen's bitch. Well, no. Yes. Uh, I'm. I'm so testing I mean, the limits of our PG-13. Yeah, that. you are. Mm-hmm. But
2: I mean, Nathan's a cool dude. I don't know why you'd.
0: Oh, I, I love Nathan. Go hard on him like that. And it's it's fine to be Eileen's bitch. But uh,
2: you know, I mean, I would, there are worse things. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I mean, just Eileen's Eileen awesome. in general is a well-respected attorney. She's a lovely actress. She is a music director She knows uh, Some kind of fighting Something or other
1: Total badass
2: yes. I mean
0: everything she does She's the Rene to my Gerard I mean, She'll know Rene. what that means
2: the, the only bad side about being an Eileen is if oh, you're next no. to her and like talking to her, you realize how little you've accomplished in life compared to her. <laughs> That's true. That's
3: fair.
0: That's a negative for you, not her. Yeah,
3: just makes <laughs> so, you depressed
0: about yourself. You know. I mean, she she never complained once, as I had to attempt to carry her across our stage every night in some weird dance maneuver. I mean, she's a trooper. I, so yes, yeah. she is very much a trooper. So, and a recent Ostrander winner. Absolutely,
3: so,
2: well
0: deserved. Yes, very the much first,
2: so. The first—I don't, I don't know if that was a first or not, but it won't be the last for sure. So,
0: and you know, she designs the hell out of whatever that game is that we watched. Oh, Animal Crossing! YouTube. She's, uh, She's Animal got a lovely Crossing Animal, Animal Crossing island. Animal is Crossing island,
1: just stunning. It was so dope old. that
0: a YouTuber wanted her to walk her through it.
1: Yeah,
2: it's like how how does she have time for everything she does? That's what I don't understand. Ah,
0: it's a great cool, question. She doesn't sure. have kids. She's also that's my what. daughter's
2: best friend. So
0: you know, that's
1: absolutely.
0: true. That's a uh, Yeah, Arya and Eileen are Miss Eileen inseparable. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Unless you pull them apart. So what about you, Brian? Are you going to say Eileen or are you going to say somebody else? Uh, no, I,
2: I wasn't actually. That's a wonderful choice. Um, I was thinking more of someone I've worked with on stage. Um, I would say for me, someone I really love working with any time I can from an acting standpoint is Stuart Turner. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, you know, I, he's not been on stage a ton lately, but I think I've, I, I've seen him show up on a couple cast lists lately, so I'm very excited to see him on stage again Always because excited. awesome guy. He is a stunning actor. Mm-hmm. He's funny. He's wonderful to work with. He's a very sweaty actor, <laughs> <laughs> but that just makes him even more lovable. Yes, uh,
0: and you know he's a great guy. Always giving with his time.
2: And yeah, I mean, if you ever get a chance to work with Stuart, you should absolutely, absolutely.
0: I've never had the pleasure of doing a show with him. We've had many conversations, and he's a great guy. I, what I will say is that. He was the adult Charlie Brown when my older son, Carson, was the child Linus at You're You're a Good Man here at GCT years ago. And Carson was the baby of the cast. He and Katie Cotton were the babies. Mm -hmm. Carson was 11 at the time. And, you know, Stuart was one of the many adults who just took him under their wing. And he and Nicole and Jacqueline were just and Ashley Everwater they were great with him just you know always had time for him you know made sure he was taken care of is yeah great experience so
2: we miss okay. you Stuart please come out and work yes. at GCT again
0: as we say all that get your ass back out here so uh, okay so what we'll move on to now is one of our I'll call a regular feature So I will read these guys. There's a, uh, I will say, uh, cite the website that I found. It's called notalwaysright.com. And they have a theater section where there's crazy theater stories. But stories that as I read them, some of them are longer than others. I'll pick some of the shorter ones. Some of them are longer than others, but as I read them, I could either relate myself or i can see a reaction from one or both of these guys to it of yep been there done that and here's my opinion of it so here's this week's installment of crazy theater stories sponsored by jimmy the cock and for those of you don't know we have jimmy the rooster who we call jimmy the cock affectionately he was taken from the, the set of Bluff City Law, which is canceled. Uh, but Ooh. Mr. Everson and I were able to acquire some of the old props from that show. Jimmy the Cock sits in the office by my quote-unquote desk. Yeah. And he always holds 20. So he's ready for action. We'll just put yeah, he's, that a, he's
2: a good little rooster. Uh, yes. And I'd like to say uh, thank you to Jack Yates for uh, allowing us to bring Jimmy into our lives. Because Amen into that. I'm sure Christine... Christina would feel the same way, that our lives would not feel be as fulfilled if
0: Jimmy was not in them. So. Yes. yes.
1: I agree.
0: Same so, as Count Chocula.
1: Count Chocula imperative also. Yes. <laughs>
0: so Count Chocula looks longingly over Christina's shoulder every day that she works in the office, and she loves that. Um, anyway, so this story this week is called Seat Down and Choose Your Battles. This is taken from what someone called Extra Stupid A theater in maryland Mm -hmm. this is a story from march of this year and the narrator as i'll call them says i'm talking to an elderly patron on the phone he's buying tickets to the most recent show me i can't i can get you two seats in the middle of orchestra right row c patron i don't want them near the far end what seat numbers are they me c8 c8 and c10 Patron no, I don't I want two seats together. Me, they are together. The seats in the orchestra right are numbered by even numbers and orchestra left is odds. Patron says, oh okay, how many seats are in this row? I say ten, sir. Patron says, but you're putting me in C10, that's the last seat. I say, no sir, the seats go from C2 to C20 because they're even. Patron says that doesn't make sense. I say, as I said before, the orchestra right seats are assigned even numbers only. Patron says, I want to be in the middle! I say, yes, your seats are in the middle of the row. The last seat in this row is C20. Patron says, so there are 20 seats in this row? I say, after a pause, yes. That's our story for this week. So, I would be willing to bet good money that the Orpheum gets at least 10 calls a week in a normal environment about this kind of thing. Can you I can,
2: imagine? I can verify. I used to work at the Orpheum box office back when there was a, a kiosk in the Oak Court mall. Oh uh, no. And i at the Oak Court at the oh Oak God. Court mall. I worked there and that was the, the first year that phantom was coming into town. Oh, so no. all of the non-theater we're back to people, we're yeah, we're back. It's Welcome all to my, a giant my circle.
1: Circular <laughs> Phantom life. Yes. Uh,
2: you know, it, the the best comedians they tell a story at the beginning, they're set in a story at the end of the set, and they tie the two together, yep. uh, just to show how clever they are. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I can I can verify trying to seat people in an orpheum style house and how. You just want to beat your head against the uh, the computer by the end of most of your conversations. So,
0: yeah, Oof. I I would believe it. Now here at GCT, you know, we we're a smaller theater, so all of our seats are numbered one through you know ten, eleven, however far they go. Yeah,
2: one well, through ten now. Yeah. Right. With our seating our, upgrade, our in fancy our brand new, seats. new house. That's right. Yes. No one can sit in it, it yet because we can't do shows. But you know,
0: yeah. It's a new house. Shameless plug. Um. So. But yeah, we so we don't have to deal with that. There are other issues that, as you hear these stories each week, you will, they will ring more of a chord with here. But that was the first one that I saw up that was, it's like yeah, I can totally see that. Well, it I mean, made me think of the Orpheum immediately.
2: Big props to anyone. I mean, Annie, our box office manager. I've sat in this office and listened to her talk to patrons, and I'm like, I am, I don't know how she is not slamming the phone down and beating <laughs> things at her desk. The box office is, is a hard job. And so yeah. if you're working in a box office, props to you. You're, you're doing yes. a very unthinked uh, job that is so important because most people's experience with the theater begins and ends at the box office as far as interaction. I don't talk to most of our patrons, but our box office person talks to almost all of them. So
1: I could uh, do it. She's so good. She's so like friendly with them. She knows them. Makes them feel. And they know her by name.
0: So they come in and mention her. Only time I hear her slam the phone down is when a telemarketer calls.
2: Oh, she hates telemarketers. (laughs) Yes. She will scream. She will
0: actively chew them out and then hang up. Which I don't blame her. (laughs) So another regular feature is Mrs. Murray's ghost corner. Um, Yeah. Mrs. Murray is known here at GCT. Uh, I Brian said he had a Mrs. Murray story. So I'll let him read one. Sometimes I'll read one from another theater that I find online. But yeah, since he yeah. had one that's local, I'll let him say it.
2: So uh, I, don't, I can't read it. But I, just, I will uh, re, um, retell the story as it was as best as I can recall from being told the story from Mr. Bill Short, who is a, a longtime friend of the theater. Uh, so we did a production in uh, 2003, I believe, of Woman in Black. And if you don't know what woman in black, it's two actors uh, on stage and they're discussing a ghost in the theater. And the ghost is not a very positive influence on the theater. And um, so basically, eventually in the show, I think a ghost shows up and it's throughout the show. The actors are talking bad about the ghost. And so it's a very negative connotation given to ghosts in that show. In our, in the GCT production in 2003, everyone in the cast and crew either lost an immediate relative or an extended relative during the rehearsal process. What? Or Someone what? died oh related God. to each of the people. It got so bad. That uh, they had, and again, I'm I'm just recollecting what Mr. Short told me, and if I'm recollecting it wrong, I so apologize. The way I'm recollecting it, I remember him telling me the story, and I was just dumbfounded by it all. They eventually had to have a séance here in the theater,
0: oh, no. like exorcism, exorcism, exorcism style séance,
2: and they asked Miss Murray and the ghosts of the theater to forgive them and to just say this is just a play and will you please allow us to continue on with this production uh with no more consequences and it was at that point that all the bad incidents stopped occurring in the theater
1: i would give anything to like be a fly on the wall for that seance who led it who, how did it go I, down you know, there's so many questions knew. I have <laughs> so many questions I think
0: we
2: maybe need to reach out to Mr. Short I don't I know he's, he's know.
0: now maybe he can come on the spot I, I would love to have him
2: as a guest I would too to, to just discuss this story it gave we'll me have a the, special
0: it, edition
1: It gave me the goosies yeah
0: I mean and not only to have him as a guest I think it's a two part series we have him as a guest and then, then we actually recreate the seance Oh
2: my God! Um, I you know if the same we write a is, show about the same. If it's as scary as it seems to be from his retelling, I don't want any part of it. So uh, well, because you know. she hasn't gone anywhere. No, so. we're still in the same building, right? And Mr. Short Peacefully is not sharing
1: the
3: space. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you know, we're here every here day, and he he you know he he gets to hang out at Rhodes in the library. So uh, we're yeah. the ones at
0: risk here, not that's, Mr. Short. No, it's a great story. I mean, I that I I remember when we were rehearsing *Arsenic Old Lays, laughing as you know the late great john roan would be picking up the phone we had as our one of our props and calling <laughs> joseph kesselring yes. in hell right. and saying it's okay joe we're gonna get this scene right eventually you know so we we had a lot of calls to hell that got put through to joe kesselring yeah the uh, the bard who wrote arsenic and old Lights. So, yeah no that's good okay so uh yeah, it's a good story. Uh, now we will close with what I'll call closing rants from each of our panelists. So this is where they can talk about whatever they want. It doesn't have to be theater related. So Brian can talk about bad soccer, football in every other country of the world, uh, or whatever he wants to do, or frustrations with living with you know little children, children in his house at his age. Um, so I like I'm you probably call the like finger calling for that. Children. Kill, yeah, children. children. That was. I mean, it's yeah. kind of accurate. It was but, you know, a slip, you know. um, or he can talk about his recent beach body workouts. No, I don't want to talk about that. You, you sure? Think that's yes. What you should talk about. Yeah, and Christina can talk about you know w- what it's like to love songs that Brian hates, that I think are great because we can play them on YouTube anytime we want. Mm. Watch mm-hmm. the videos. I'm not going to mention what it is. Uh, I would love for that to be our backdrop music. Just because it'll make Brian cringe every time we tape a podcast that you know seven of you are going to listen to, and three of the seven are us. So anyway, who wants to go first?
1: Brian does. Oh, I
0: do. I'm
2: All right. Go
1: first. Uh,
2: closing rants. Okay. And uh, again, these are also sponsored by Jimmy the Cock. Correct. Thank you, uh, Thanks, Jimmy, Jimmy Smiths, for your your beautiful rooster, porcelain rooster. Uh, is that porcelain?
0: I I don't know. It'll break if you throw it. That's what I Let's just call it porcelain. We have Uh, some ashtrays and stuff from there, too, and a lamp that's on your desk.
2: Since Christina wanted me to bring it up, I will say, uh, fine, let's talk about beach body workouts. (laughs) Please do. So these torture devices are, uh, depending on the trainer, anywhere from 20 minutes to 45 minutes of uh, running in place and burpees and uh, sit ups, and there's no stopping. And I, I played, now look, I'm not a, a spring chicken anymore, but I played competitive sports all through high school. I never have had a workout as hard as any of these stupid beach body things to the point like the last, so just started again on Saturday. I've not been able to move my arms fully. Uh, in like three days, because it hurts so bad, I cannot bend my elbow to the point of like not looking like I am don't know how to drink from a cup. Uh, it's like <laughs> I'm just got this weird little bird thing where I'm you know hunching over my glass. Uh, and just I thought you'd b- gone President emotion.
0: Trump and you have to two hand it, you know. Well,
2: I, I, you know, maybe he's got something there, but uh. <laughs> man, those, those little trainer dudes, they're, um, they're mean. And I would not suggest those workouts to anyone that doesn't want to go through a lot of pain. And, uh, I hope by the, uh, the end of this, I get something out of it where, um, I, I feel better about my life because right now I feel much worse about having started all of this. So there's
0: there's so much to unpack there, but I'll say the best part is not only are you doing this, but you're paying for it.
2: Yes. Well, technically, $8. my $8. my wife my wife is paying for it.
0: So. Well, it's coming out of your
2: whatever our joint your funds. Joint yes. Income is. Yes. It is. Uh, we are paying to be tortured. Is
0: basically she uh, roped you into this, so
2: you know. I can't wait for her um, to hear this. Yeah, maybe she won't listen to this. No, uh, but, she, she's tuned uh, us out long ago. I think she would have paused it a long, long. <laughs> it's like this time is
3: boring. Ago. I'm so, done. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: but uh, no, she um, she wanted to work out, buddy, and you know i have I love my wife. I want to support her. So, here we go, beach body. Let's uh, let's make ourselves miserable. So. So
0: what happens when she put you on the sugar busters diet?
2: Ah, uh, she. We never. We don't do diets together. Um. She's got some weird food allergy things, so she's got oh, okay. a completely different set of things she can eat than I do. Uh. So, we. Do, as far as eating, we're kind of on our own. I do when I do a eating thing, I do a, what's called the slow carb diet from Timothy Ferris uh, and it's, it's main reason I do this because it has a cheat day every week. So, but you know that's cool. That's enough that you didn't want to hear about my about that's all right situation.
0: Excellent, Excellent rant.
1: rant. Yeah. Like on to you. Feels good. Um, I want to rant more about ghosts, but I'm going to talk about my ghost. Okay, so, your ghost. So I don't think I've actually told either of y'all about this yet. Uh-oh. So We're sitting down so we, we have, can hear this. We have a cool thing going on in our house right now. And our house was built in like the 30s, so it's pretty old. At this point, I just assume everything's haunted because someone's died everywhere, right? Correct. So, I mean, you know, just because we hadn't run into a ghost yet doesn't mean that we wouldn't. So this thing's been happening the last couple of weeks where there's, like, this weird tapping sound that keeps waking us up in the middle of the night, and it goes on forever. Forever it goes on. And it, like, literally just, like... Wow. Knocking. So, we're very sleep deprived in our home right now because something is knocking on our walls. Sounds I, like I, it's coming from the attic sometimes, and sometimes it sounds like it's coming from outside the house.
2: So, so you have then tried to track the sound. You've got yeah, we night like have ghost gotten hunters out of in your own bed home.
1: and like looked around. I oh, thought no. for a while maybe it's like a woodpecker or something. Which they're, we they're do not have. usually nocturnal, but at night, yeah, you know, exactly. They wouldn't be active. It's always at night. It's very strange. Our neighbor has heard it too, because oh. she was telling. Now she's.
0: This so, sounds like a Scooby Doo um, mystery or something.
1: She's very open to the mysteries of the universe. Maybe even oh. like more than.
0: Are you saying
2: like? My very
1: woo woo self is. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, <laughs> but so yeah, well,
2: you're into the mystic arts too. Oh right? yeah.
1: But yeah, so, if you
2: try to communicate for, oh, via hell Tara? no,
1: oh hell no, no. Does that
0: mean you like Wiccan or something like that?
1: No, I, I mean, like, I, I'm pretty open spiritually, but I, I don't, I don't like, I don't like to mess around with spooky ghosts. Might be time to sage the house, though. But I'll keep everybody updated. Some of the Santa Marta. That's yeah. Maybe that's they just the cool they, thing happening in our home right now.
2: Maybe they just want you to. Let them in.
0: Like the fiend. It's Bray Wyatt trying to get into your
1: house. Mm, yeah. Well he has more important shit to do than keep me awake all night, so I'm gonna need him to get <laughs> back to said, his contract. As he <laughs> says run
0: and blows out the light.
1: Yeah. So anyway, that's the most exciting thing happening okay. uh, for well. us and all since you know, we somewhat talk about ghosts, I'll keep everyone posted.
2: Well please do.
1: Welcome any, That story has a beautiful suggestions. taste to it. So, thank you.
0: It does. Um, yeah, and uh, some sort of stain. Yeah. No, no.
1: <laughs> so,
0: you like that, Brian? Yeah. No. I Slip that in there. I didn't enjoy any of that. <laughs> okay, so we thank you for any of you who have made it this far, or even listened to the first ten minutes.
3: Yeah.
2: Well, if they listened to the first ten minutes, they wouldn't be listening now.
0: Yeah, it's true. I mean, yeah. it's, maybe I, they skipped to the end. But <laughs> so. You know, anywhere you can find this, if you can find it anywhere, it might be in the lost tapes of GCT, but, uh, give us a like, let us know, you know, what you think, and hopefully you've enjoyed it. Uh, we will post another one of these. I'm not going to say how often because we don't want to limit our possibilities, but this is probably the only one for this week. Definitely.
2: It won't be more than weekly. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I mean, we're kind of lazy around here in my non-office and their office. So, whenever they kick me out, we won't do any more. But for now, we'll do, post at least one a week.
2: Christina, do you have a a, a show yet in mind that we're going to be discussing, doing a deep dive on next week? Oh,
1: I've got a couple of doozies.
2: Okay. Uh-oh. You don't want to give a teaser? No,
1: I don't want to give a teaser okay. no. yet. I'm going to, it's going to be good. We're.
0: She doesn't want to be a tease.
1: It's going to be, we're going to get weird.
0: Okay. Uh-oh. Nice. Are we going sci-fi weird or? weird weird
1: you'll have to you'll just have okay
0: to. we'll find out next week thanks for joining us and uh, we'll talk to you soon bye guys peace